there, ho there. Welcome back once again to another exciting episode of Disney Compendium. Back together again. We're doing this. We're more com- I'm more committed now than ever to get through it because now we're into the good movies. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have dredged through some real horse apples. Uh, <laughs> As always, I'm your host, JJ. And over there, in the sunny state of California, my good buddy, my good friend, Nick. Nick, how you doing over there? Uh, pretty good, JJ. Excited to talk about Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> Streaming now, uh, Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, Alexander. <laughs> what, what, what's your name, man? Uh, I don't know if you heard, but apparently immigrants get the job done. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, it was a good. It's a good time for streaming. Uh, yeah, it stuff was. Has come out. New New Unsolved Mysteries is out. Yes. Uh, uh, if you go to Netflix right now, they just added like fifteen episodes of Supermarket Sweep. My uh, wife is watching the new Babysitters Club as we speak. <laughs> the Babysitters Club is there. Uh, was that Batista movie? My Spy just came out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this movie was already there, and I'm, I'm glad for that. It was. Uh, it was also Disney Plus now. Yeah, so Disney Plus is Disney Plus is kicking it. They get they're getting some. I, <laughs> with Hamilton being on there, and then I saw Newsies was on there, and I'm like, oh man, musicals are better make a comeback. <laughs> Disney well, musicals need to make a comeback for sure. So yeah, because I think they had. So you have Hamilton, you have. Newsies, you have Hello yeah. Dolly, Sound of yeah. Music. Yeah. And what what else? I don't know. I always like you know, Disney has such a history with it would be very, very cool to see Disney sort of get some of the because you know some of these old like Broadway musicals have been filmed. Right. Uh, just Lion King, Aladdin, Mary yep. Poppins. Just throw that stuff on there. Into yeah, the in, dark. Yeah, in my Spider-Man Into the Dark, the Bono fit the Bonoific uh Spider-Man story that I'm pretty sure killed a man, right? Like I think a guy died, yeah. yeah. <laughs> killed more people than the Sonic uh Macy's balloon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah. I, I like musicals. Uh Yeah, I do too. I, I was scrolling through. I don't usually watch a lot of TV, but I was scrolling through TV last night and I saw Bye Bye Birdie was on TV, and I was like, I can watch some Bye Bye Birdie for a few minutes. That's a fun movie. <laughs> well, I mean, so they have Sound of Music, and that's in that yeah. Rodgers and Hammerstein yeah. collection. Like, just put like South Pacific on there, yeah. and the Music Man. Put that stuff on there, man. I, and I, oh boy, boy, is the Music Man not on there? It seems like that would be odd. I don't know who put out the Music Man. I guess I. I want to say those are all like under the MGM banner, but I could be yeah. way off. Yeah, who knows anymore? Streaming stuff is just all over the place these Whatever. days. Hey, I go forgot. watch Hamilton though. It's good. I, I remembered to uh, cancel my Quibi uh, trial, <laughs> but I did not remember to cancel my HBO Max trial. But at least there's stuff to watch on HBO Max. Like yeah. the, the original stuff maybe isn't all there right now. However. The TCM section on HBO Max is so good. The Criterion Collection's on there. It's it's part of the TCM collection. Yeah. 
So it's all under this one thing. And the TCM collection goes everywhere. It's got all of the Criterion Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, it's also got some weird nonsense, like uh, The Wizard is on there. Yes, it is. <laughs> and like that kind of bonkers stuff. But that is like between that and Ghibli movies, uh, it's, it, it's just missing the app aspect of it. Like, it's hard to watch it unless you're on a game system or uh, like, like Roku Apple TV. Yeah. yeah. It's not on Roku. You can't get oh, Roku. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not. I, I have a, <laughs> some smart TV and yeah, yeah. that's the way I can get it. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like, it's got an Xbox app. I have a Chromecast so I can watch it on my phone and shoot it to my TV that but way. You shouldn't but have to do that. I shouldn't have to do that. I should just be able to download the app to my TV that has Roku built into it and call it a day. Damn it, Roku, I just want to watch Mommy Dearest. Yeah, although you technically can't... I, well, I don't know, because you can sign up to it through Hulu, but I don't know if you have the full access to the library if you do it through Hulu or whatever, so I don't know how that I works. I don't know. It's just like, it's, here's what you do. You take yourself a, a PC, hook it up to your television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically how this works for me. I'm not sitting in front of a computer monitor. I am sitting in front of my 55-inch television set because yeah. my computer is a video game system to me and yeah. also mm-hmm. a podcast station. Yes. So. <laughs> and also your how, how you mine Bitcoin. Yeah. Most important. I mean, I mean daddy needs to get paid. Uh, get paid. This, ain't, this, bringing, this ain't bringing in any money. So. No. <laughs> losing uh, all. Yeah. I'm losing money on this prospect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's we're, we're beating the Robinsons. Yeah, we, yeah. We the movie we're talking about is the 2007 Disney hit. Disney's. Uh, <laughs> I wrote 49 because I'm an idiot in our little uh, clip here, but it's number 47. Yeah, uh, I caught that, but I already hit go, and I'm like, ah, screw it. Uh, <laughs> this is Disney for this is movie 47. Uh, meet the Robinsons. Uh, a movie that I had never watched before. Same. I had never seen this movie before. Uh, it's kind of sad, bro. Yeah, it gets. It, I, I, boy, this is. I was very pleasantly surprised by this I, movie. I genuinely enjoyed this I, movie. The tr- cause afterwards, uh, I went to the special features, mm-hmm. and the only special feature that's on Disney Plus is the trailer, and I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't watch it, because this trailer sucks. <laughs> uh, it, it's just nothing but, like, really bad. It's it's like, like one of the moments in the trailer is when he, when, um, oh, the main character, I, I always want to call him Cornelius, it's Simon, right? The main character is Simon. Um, uh, is, is going around with Bud, and he's like, why is that dog wearing glasses? Because his insurance doesn't pay for contacts. Uh, that's in the trailer, and I'm like, you make the movie seem like it's going to be that really bad, like, hokey comedy, and that's not yeah. what this movie is at all. No. Um, uh, it's not even that funny of a movie. Um, it has no. some good moments, but it's actually mostly, like, played legit. There's like, some Adam's family to it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the, the most of the Most of the humor comes from sort of the zaniness of the family. Right. Uh, because I, I don't know what's going on with any of that. It is, it, it's like somebody had some sort of like peyote fever dream. He, because, ex- he explains it. 
Yeah, but it's like, and and the ending of the movie wraps it up pretty tightly as to how everything works out. But right. man, to just like go so deep and like everyone in this family is absolutely insane. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like the fact that uh, he uh, he wants his uh, he wants his future Lewis Lewis Lewis. Yes, Lewis he wants his you. his future his future wife to be his new mom. Yeah. Which, like I said, uh, it's like reverse Back to the Future. Yeah, this is like yeah, Baby's Back to the Future. It, it, yeah. it is. It is. It's. It gets the time travel in this is super. Uh, no, by the way, this this is a time travel movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unclear if you see any trailer for this. Uh, there is no hint of this being a time travel movie. No. Until. Uh, like and when you first are introduced to Wilbur, the uh, secondary protagonist of this movie, uh, you think he's just full of it. Like you think it's just some kid having fun. He's like, right. but like, oh no, he's. I mean, he's definitely lying about the whole like time you know, cop. Cont- cont- yeah, time- Jean Claude Van Damme's time cop. Yeah, time cop. Uh, what's, but, what's in the kitchen? Well, yeah. Uh, but no, he actually is a time traveler, huh? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's cool. I love the villain of this movie. Yeah. The villain's great in this movie. Uh, it's snidely whiplash. It is. But, but, uh, but they, but they have like purpose behind him at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, I like how they came up with the, I, okay. Uh, the, the, we'll just start from the beginning of this one. Um, the kid's well, an orphan, so yeah. uh, out the gate, out the Wilbur gate. Looks like the kid from Mutant Muds. Yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, Wilbur looks like Astro Boy. Yes, uh, yes, he does. I didn't really think of that, but he's he's like he's definitely like he's uh, got the power. Yeah, Caucasian Astro Boy. Right, uh, and that one kid from the one friend from Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Um, uh. So, but yeah, so he's just like a twelve-year-old living in an orphanage. That's a brilliant scientist, kind of. Uh, he's got a lot of ideas for inventions, but they don't work. And he's also trying to get adopted, and he's always chasing away the parents because he's always testing out a new uh, invention. Is sort of the implication with this, right? You, although you only see the one, uh, the, the peanut, PBJ, the peanut, PBJ gun, or he uh, the guy's got a peanut allergy, and yeah. Uh, Clever, uh, very sad because it's just like at the same time he is an orphan trying to go home and he's only tr- like they can't appreciate that this kid is just being a kid. Yeah. Uh, like I, I remember in Disney movies we talked about it with Chicken Little too, where like adults are always buttholes in these movies, uh, and like all of the parents like they, it's like they can't forgive him for being a kid. <laughs> They're like oh well, oh, 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 we'll tell you know. Like how a it's like you can't be pissed off at him uh, language uh, for uh, uh, not knowing that he had a peanut allergy. He was very <laughs> excited about his invention. Yeah, uh, it's just what you're gonna get. Yeah, if you're if you're not if you're just if you're just gonna be stammering idiots and not say no 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 he's got a peanut allergy please don't. Uh, I'm sure he would have listened. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. No, you're going to just sit there and say, oh, no, we don't eat peanut butter in our house. Like, that doesn't say anything. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, the only the only adult who's not an idiot is Angela Bassett's character. Yeah, yeah, the uh, 
I don't know. What lady who runs the orphanage. The lady who runs the orphanage. I don't know if there's a particular job title for that. But, uh, orphanage lady. Orphanage lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, look. It's, I mean, he gets left on the doorstep. Yeah. yeah of an orphanage. But, yeah, and just uh, the typical orphan story for everyone but Batman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> his, his mom is get she's she's holding him and she gets spooked by a noise. Yeah. And it comes back later. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it, it it's fun to see uh like uh time travel sort of work that way where yeah. it's something you've already done. So of course it would happen when you try to do it later on. Because yeah. it's like oh you've already done it. It's already happened in this like in the time travel rules of this. Unlike the I like how they try to explain that stuff in like uh endgame, but yeah. it's like they just make it more confusing. <laughs> it's like, no no no. If you go back to the past, that's your future. And yeah. Your current present is now your past. Yeah. It's like what? What? Shut up, Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be smart, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you dumb asshole. Yeah. Like, you're more Joe Fix-It than you are. <laughs> <laughs> or should you be bouncing in Vegas, you yeah. big moron? But, yeah, so... Um, the sort of heart of the story at the beginning is he's got his... He wants to, he wants to at least know who his mother was and see his mother. Her face. Her face. Um, so he invents a machine. Just say, <coughs> sorry. Uh, he invents a machine that lets you read reads your mind, so you can like project memories right. into. He 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 invented the same thing that Jim Carrey's Riddler invented <laughs> in Batman Forever. Um, uh, Pretty so. much. Yeah. <laughs> only, there's, only, only there's no giant blender on top. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's... So, so you, you're you're at the school science fair, which right. uh, school science fairs always play into every like sick like animated sitcom situation. So uh, we, we should also point out his roommate too, because that plays a role. Yeah, roommate. Uh, what's what was his name? Go- Goob. Goob. Yeah, uh, uh, Goob, but like he's got a different name. He's got a full name. But Mike, ever calls like him Mike. Mike Gooberman or something like that. Yeah, he, it's a very like almost Jewish sounding name, but like yes. not like Yagubi. <laughs> Goober Grape. Yeah. Uh, so Lewis um, keeps this kid up awake. Yeah. I, at first, I didn't understand. It's like, is, is this kid okay? Why does he look like this? And then oh, I realized. You- why is is he dying? What is going on? But it's in like, oh, he's never getting any sleep. Okay, because his roommate is an inventor. Yeah, uh, Michael Yagubian. That's his Michael Yagubian. Yagubian. Um, so you ha- so uh, yeah, he's he's kept him up all night trying to invent uh, this mind reading thing. Uh, so he's at the uh, uh, science fair. The kid's volcano doesn't go off, which is you know. Uh, you're going through all the science fair stuff. The uh, he gets his thing set up, and you meet Wilbur here, who uh, notices it right away uh, and starts chasing after him and starts setting. It does the exposition dump of like, you know, have you seen the man in the bowler hat? Uh, he's trying to get you. You know, <laughs> and it's like I'm with, the, 
I'm with the time. I'm with the time police. Right. Um, all time police are uh, bees. <laughs> all time uh, police look like Bob's big boy. Yeah. Um, so you have. Uh, so he sees the man with the bowler hat. But it's not. It's just somebody trying to carry their stuff and makes all the frogs escape, which, again, plays into the movie later on. Yes. Um, and but then you actually see the man in the bowler hat, and he's got a drone hat. The bowler hat's a drone, basically. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like an AI uh, that... <laughs> Uh, that story goes places that I was not expecting. No, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, like he, he's built like the Burgermeister from... <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. Yeah, it's, it's snidely whiplash more than yeah. anything, but... Uh, he's, built like it, a, he's built like a four-legged tarantula. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a Hanna-Barbera yeah. sort of thing going on with him. Um, voiced by the director, by the way, in case you're curious. He doesn't do a whole lot. He does a lot of work with Disney, but uh, if he does voiceover work, it's for Disney stuff because he's usually like just there. His voice, um, his voice works for the character. Yeah, he he does a really really good job. I really like uh, the man in the bowler. He never gets an official name until the big plot twist is yeah, revealed. Uh, he's just the man in the bowler hat. Um, I was watching it. It's like who's who's who is? I was trying to place his voice again. Yeah. Mac Braff again? Yeah. I couldn't nope. fit. No, I didn't. It's yeah. uh, it's Steve Anderson who is the director of this one. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy cast. It goes places. Um. But uh, like there, there's like, there's characters that you're like, is that? Wait, is that? <laughs> is that Adam West? Yeah. And yes, uh, it is. And yes, it was. Uh, the robot is Harland Williams. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, you got uh, Lori Metcalf is in this. Uh, what uh, the mom who I thought was Zoe Dashanel? Yeah, is uh, Nicole, is Nicole Sullivan. Sullivan from Mad the, TV fame. The, the, the vocal fry threw me off. Yeah, uh, she, uh, she's also in King the Queen, sir. Yes, uh, Tom Kenny obviously got okay. a, got a deal in here. Uh, uh, there's also the more important Tom in the, the movie. Yes, yes, we'll get to that. That was exciting when they actually. That was a Chekhov's gun situation. Yeah. They, uh, you can't show, you showed it in act one. And then when you get the big reveal and you're like, <gasps> yep. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so, uh, so what happens is the bowler hat sabotages the instrument. So, um, uh, uh, Lewis sort of has a history, obviously of inventions going wrong. And I love the one, the one teacher that was like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what, what does it say? Like, he's like, please don't kill anybody. Well, I forget what the joke was exactly, but he's like, uh, well, it's like, oh, it's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. Well, please don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does a lot of stuff like that. Like, uh, so the invention obviously gets sabotaged. So, uh, it causes chaos, uh, which uh, lets a, me, there's a lady who's a judge there. Yes. The judge lady who is, overly enthusiastic about uh-huh. about science. About science. Uh, and she is hopped up on coffee. Yeah. Uh, caffeine patches. Just, uh, <laughs> she is super outgoing. Yeah. Um, who is the voice of that? That is... Uh, I don't know. I forget now. 
but anyways, uh, she, uh, man in the bowler hat gets to sneak in now because there's chaos and gets to steal the mind reading device. Uh, and this is when you, (laughs) this is when you find out about time travel is existing in this universe. The kid wasn't lying. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Lewis is, takes to the rooftop and is tearing up his journal with all of his inventions in it because it's just another thing. He's not getting adopted. His ru- his inventions are sort of ruining his life and they're not working. So he's given up. And so uh, Wilbur is there um, to take him to the future to prove that he's with the future uh, yeah, he's he's trying to convince him to go back and fix his his project. Fix, fix his project again. It's a very uh, Back to the Future story. Like you have to ch- you have to fix this part of the future. <laughs> like like something's happened and the future is being modified and we need to fix it um, because basically the man in the bowler hat has sort of returned to sort of ruin the future. Um, like basically. he's got a vendetta against you or something. Yeah, he's got a vendetta, and it's unclear why he was out to get you in particular. We, like, you know, we know now why he was out to get him, but in the t- at the time, that was a good twist. I really wasn't expecting it too much. Um, I, about, well, I mean, well, he first but, showed up and talked to... What, that was when, that's when you figured like, it out. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah that's he is. Yeah, so that that's when you figured it out right then and there, because, yeah. So, I guess we could just get to that part, so... Later on in the movie, um, uh, Goob uh, basically, uh, you don't see it, but he comes back in the, or- in the orphanage, the orphanage director, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the orphanage lady uh, is seeing him and he's sort of explaining how he missed the winning catch kind of thing. And then he got beat up because he spoiled the game for everyone. Because he fell asleep in the outfield. Because he fell asleep in the outfield, uh, and so because of because you know he's been kept up all night, um, so he's got a black eye now, and um, the man with the bowler hat is like talking to him, like he's trying to find Lewis, and then eventually, like he peeks his head back in, and he's like, "Did you lose the big game?" Like he starts having like a pep talk with him, but the pep talk is. Like the reverse Yoda pep talk, like no, let the hate go. Yeah, let, let the hate flow through you. Give him the let Palpatine it, talk. Get like um, a fester inside of you. Yeah, Darth Pelagus uh, talk story. Uh, yeah, let, and that's no. when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's when you realize, like, oh, they have the same pasty complexion, so they are. He is the adult version of, um, uh, Goob. So the Goob bad guy, people. and that so hence his vendetta. Yeah, so it's been, so he's mad at Lewis because uh, you know him keeping him up all night, and he goes into the future. They, I like the I like the uh, sort of uh, montage of him losing his mind, slipping in the madness kind of yeah. thing. Like as he's like screaming at the orphanage, like all the parents coming to adopt him because he's like kind of lost his grip on reality and. Like hearing all of the accomplishment accomplishments of Cornelius, which is what his name it turns into. Uh, Lewis's name right. becomes Cornelius, and um, he uh, 
and so every like the orphanage closed and everyone leaves, but he stays behind. So he's just sort of like aging and get, turning more and more like crazy until he decides that this is all Lewis's fault and not his. Like you know, he <laughs> I like how the orphanage closes and like ah, I can't want to stay. I will let him yeah. stay. Yeah. And so it, it, when he takes his long flowing trench coat off and he's still wearing the gross child's baseball uniform underneath, that yeah. was unsettling. Yes, that was. Uh, but good reveal. Uh, there is a moment where, so we'll go, we're going to back, back up a little bit when Lewis gets to the future. Uh, 2030 something or other. 2037 or yeah. some nonsense. Very, very utopian. Very utopian. Everything's although utopian stories always ignore the fact that utopian isn't positive. <laughs> yeah, but in this universe, it is. It's very um, Futurama esque. Right. It's got the weird like bubbles that can te- take you from one place to another. Everything's Instant clean. buildings. Everything's clean, and it's all like if like energy efficient skyscrapers and nonsense like that. And, um. You basically figure out, like, you kind of figure out really early, I feel like, because you never see Wilbur's dad. No, uh, but he goes, he goes, what's your dad look like? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. And so like I do Selleck. like during that, fl- when, during that sequence where he wants to, uh, where he's grilling him, grilling Lewis about what family members he met and who they are. Because he escaped from the garage. Yeah, yeah, because he escaped from the garage and then just went on this whirlwind adventure of meeting the Robinson family. Um, I've genuinely thought this was going to be like a weird Robinson Caruso story or something. I thought it was going to be like Space Family Robinson. That's what yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like Swiss Family Robinson or something like that. Yeah, it's really yeah. what I was expecting, but it is not that in the slightest. No, not at all. Uh, I guess, in a sense, it's a big family living together. You know? <laughs> yeah. it, like I said, it's Adam's family, kind of. Yeah. Um, and so he meets the entire family. Uh, you know, you meet uh, the uh, the mom of the group who's teaching frogs how to sing. Huh, that seems weird. And that's just a thing that's okay. That's just okay. Boy, frogs. This is the second time we've seen frogs in the movie. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you figure out right away that it's the girl whose frogs it was immediately. Um, but at the beginning of the movie with the science fair situation. Um, but yeah, he meets everyone, but he doesn't meet the dad. Um, so when he's like giving the explanation, like, it's like, it's like, I, what's your dad look like? Tom Selleck. <laughs> you show a picture of Tom Selleck. They say, so a picture of Tom Selleck. It's like, there's a picture of Tom Selleck in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just, all right, cool. But I do like how he's like, he's like, you need to put the baseball hat on because your hair will be a dead giveaway. Yeah. But, like, but also, didn't would the mom be like, hey, you look like my... You look like the boy I dated in Elton Middle School. Yes. Whatever. Like, I, I don't know when they started. All, all like, my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's always the funny thing about, like, going to the future. Yeah. Because that's, exa- like, yeah, she, 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 she would, like, there'd be pictures of you as a young couple somewhere. Yeah. There is a picture. Of, he looks exactly the same, too. Like, yeah. when you finally meet adult uh, uh, Cornelius Lewis, uh, they look identical. It just looks like a big version of Lewis. Spoiler, so, Wilbur is his son. Yeah. He's, and one's about to get his dad. Yeah. So, so you know, he so basically the storyline is Wilbur went back into time 
to get his dad to fix the invention that creates their future because the man in the bowler hat has stolen one of the two time machines in existence. Both of them belong to the Robinsons, but uh, the, the crazy uh, goob stole one of the time machines because he wants to take the mind reading device, the, the mind scanner, and claim it as his invention. And but he doesn't know how it works. But he doesn't know how it works. Yeah. He, so, uh, so yeah, that's the, that's really what the storyline is, is that Wilbur has kidnapped his dad from the past to yes. bring him to the future to try to fix their future. And the uh, bowler hat is also a vendetta. Yeah. It's you learn, you learn, bowler the hat. Bowler, yeah, you learn the bowler hat is a failed experiment. Like it was the helper hat that, uh, what, for whatever reason took over, like was mind control and had a mind of its own. So like any, like it was attacking people and was making other people into mindless zombies, basically. Uh, so it was a failure. And instead of just destroying it, he just turns it off and puts it in like a vault, like some sort of like high end Indiana Jones area yeah. 51 vault, just all these glass cylinders of supposed, I guess it's unclear if all of those are failed experiments or just experiments in general, because it's not so much a failed experiment. It works. It just doesn't work as intended. No. Um, but it escapes and it really does. Ha- it really does have the Palpatine relationship with, uh, uh, Goob here. It's sort of, uh, cause Goob doesn't have any friends. Did and- I ever tell you what the tragedy of Goob the wise? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it convinces him that, you know, hey, we need this, we need, we need to eliminate him. Uh, so they're working together. Uh, uh, there's a dinosaur at one point, uh, which is very cool. The dinosaur, Uh, I was was like, is this where, like, the, the, uh, Mario Odyssey dinosaur thing came from, or? It's, it is 100% the same thing. Yeah. It puts... It puts on a hat and becomes like controlled by the, the controller hat. of the hat. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I immediately thought of Mario it's Odyssey, the, and it's kind of the same colorway as the Mario Odyssey dinosaur yeah. too. The only thing he was missing was the mustache. Yeah, uh, which would have been funny because the main character, the main villain, uh, Goob, has a the bowler hat man has a mustache. It would have worked. He has um, the vaudevillian mustache. Yeah, like I said, the, the snidely whiplash. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the dinosaur played a large part in the marketing, and it just exists for the very small section. He's barely in it. He's barely in it, and it's thwarted almost immediately. It's, it's thwarted by a meatball, because um, there is a food fight scene at one point. I do like during that scene... Where it turns into like a samurai movie for a second, like yeah. Ninja Gaiden, where it like zooms in and does like the face <laughs> profiles and everything, yeah. and the the uh, the tone, the color palette kind of turns like uh, muted and yeah. stuff. Like it, that, this movie has a lot of style to it. Yeah. Um, but so I don't know where we're even at, like what to even point to next here uh, the, uh, the hat the hat turns out to be the mastermind of the operation yep so it works like he gets the uh he gets the he, he at one point kid gets to drop on lewis because lewis finds out that Simon 
Wilbur was never going to take him to go see his mother. It was just a lie. Yeah, it was part of the agreement to fix the time machine that got wrecked. And when he finds out about that, because every good Disney movie has to have the moment where the main characters have a parting of ways to split them up uh, over a completely unreasonable situation, like... (laughs) <laughs> you're, like, you're like, well, you've been right about everything else, but this one thing. Yeah. Nope. nope. So, yeah, so he storms off, and that's when uh, the man in the bowler hat says, oh, I can help you. Uh, you just got to, you know, do this for me and uh, fix the fix the uh, mind scanner. And he does. He gets tied up and... That's when he gets the uh, exposition dump of who he is, uh, both who, who that the man in the bowler hat's goob, and that he is Wilbur's dad, <laughs> basically. And then we get the weird bowler hat future. Yeah, and so after all that's said and done, he does make his escape to the past, and you see, uh, uh. Lewis wants to is watching it on the device. Uh, everyone starts disappearing, basically, and then he's watching the weird future unravel unfurl in front of him, where the hat is uh, overlord? you know manu- overlord. It, it 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 used it it had him being famous for creating the mind scanning device, and then he also invented the hat, the helper hat. And then they just keep making more and more of the hats, and the hat takes over the planet. Uh, like this, and then yeah, everything's yeah. shaped like the hat too. Everything's shaped like everything turns into every building turns into the brown derby. After yeah, this, basically, uh, yeah. into this future, and it's like you know, it's the typical dystopia future. Of like, there's too much smog because who knows? I don't know what the hat is doing. It, it looks like the aftermath of the Lorax. Yeah, yeah but like, but like, why is the hat? Why does the hat need like coal burning factories? I don't know what the hat is doing. I don't know. Like, it just it's taken conservative over the, hat. Yeah, it's just yeah. The hat does. The hat's one of those uh, jackasses that do like you know coal rolling, and it's like they hit the gas and they're blowing out black smoke out of their, <laughs> out of their stacks on their you know Ford F three fifty. Yeah, it's got doolies on his truck. Yeah, yeah, just this. Yeah, uh, it definitely has a Punisher logo somewhere. Yes, and, and uh, truck nuts. And truck nuts. Look, but but they're the, but they're the ones that are like gold plated. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, but yeah, because hot takes about politics and in the bed of the truck. Yes, the truck. It definitely has. Uh, a bumper sticker for Infowars. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh... Screw this hat, man. I hate this hat now. This hat sucks. Bad. Go figure. Hat-based futures are terrible, which yes. we know because we're living in a hat-based future as it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's never been a good, uh... <laughs> there's never been a good hat that dictated the future. <laughs> uh... Even the Frosty the Snowman hat, like, you know, its future is, you know, a melted snowman. It's not great. Oh, my God. The magician from Frosty the Snowman looks like this dude. He does. He does. <laughs> Two hat-based villains. <laughs> this, like I said, he just stepped out of, like, a Rankin-Bass special. He did. 
Yeah. Oh man. I didn't, yeah. He really is just the evil magician from Frosty the Snowman. Yes, he is. Yeah, he 100% yeah. is. Yeah. Man, that's great. I actually now like it more. Yeah. Uh, alternate universe where he... <laughs> But anyways, the hat even turns on um, the evil magician man. Because um, it was never out for it was never. It was never looking out for him. It was looking out for its, it, its hat self. Um, <laughs> yes. And so there, that's that. And so... Uh, Simon sees the... Uh, I keep wanting to call him Simon. It's Lewis. I don't know why I think his name is Simon. Isn't Simon the character from Mutant Mugs? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think he just looks like a Simon. He does look like a Simon. Oh, it's because I know his name becomes Cornelius, and now that's stuck in my brain, but like, I'm just going to call him Cornelius from now on. Well, uh, I think a Cornelius is like a, from Planet of the Planet Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, but... Uh, so... After he's done watching this uh, dystopian future unravel, uh, you you are you have the big reveal of the Robinson family all under control of these hats and sort of start swarming him like it's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Like, yeah. Uh, so so he gets into the time machine, fixes it, and now he goes into the past to stop. Uh, goob from signing the paper and i like how quickly that all resolves itself he's like no don't the hat isn't look isn't on your side and the hat doesn't try to play it cool yeah and <laughs> he just goes, just, i will never invent you yeah that was <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> okay scarlet witch jeez no more hats <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will never invent you. And the hat just starts disintegrating. It disappears. Uh, yeah, it disappears. And, yeah, I don't think uh, time works that way. Yeah. But I guess it does because he's saying it out loud. And so now he never will invent it. Like, yeah. But why didn't he? Well, I guess when everyone else did. Like, Wilbur disappeared. Right. Uh, so that's how, that's how time works in this scenario. Uh, it's just instead of doing the slow fade away like in Back to the Future, it's just like oh well, there you go. Yeah, um, it, it it pretty much gets Infinity Gauntlet dusted. Yeah, uh, so uh, <laughs> it's funny and, and like and then Goob is just like all right, <laughs> gets in the time machine, goes back to the future where you see the uh, uh, dystopian hat based future uh, and him feeling awful about it. Uh, and now he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, uh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. And then everything starts to turn back to normal because he uninvented the hat by thinking it. And uh, there we go. That's like the Everything's back to normal. You finally learn. You finally meet uh, Cornelius as an adult voiced by Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, it, paid it's off, they paid it's off. Rules. They paid off the uh, Tom Selleck joke from earlier. It was fantastic. Yeah, he he does the voice of himself, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, that's why because it's just him. Yeah, but you kind of knew. You yeah. kind of knew. It was like, oh, yeah. okay, Very, yeah. Uh, so that was great, and it shows. You know, it just wraps everything up after the end. There, uh, he he starts. He's he then starts piecing together. Um, he gets back to the science fair. Well, first you go. He t- first Wilbur makes good on everything. He wakes wakes up Goob. Wakes. Well, no. First Wilbur make tries to make good, and they go to the past to see his mother. Yeah. But um, Cornelius Simon, uh, that's <laughs> mutant mud. Uh, 
Mutant Muds uh, decides against it. Which is good, because if he saw the face of his mother, he has no reason to invent the mind device, really. Right. Um, but he, but so, he he basically comes to the conclusion that the woman that raised him in the orphanage is his mother, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, this is where you get the, the time machine, you know, the, the mother getting spooked by the sound was them going to this past and it, spooking her off. Spooking, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he so knocks then, on the door. Yeah himself he's the one yeah. knocked over the door yeah and so you know he you know fixed his future uh, right then and there and then they go back to the science fair he fixes the instrument gets a second shot it works he uses it on the over enthusiastic uh science fair lady before this he wakes up goob who catches oh yeah the- yeah he wakes up goob at the baseball game so goob catches the ball and fixes what would be that future. I wonder if it's like a, I wonder if it's going to be like a Biff future where it's like Goob, like how, how's Goob doing in the future now? Yeah. yeah well, it, it, that one small thing, Cinema Mariah, like how do you think like a, a career as a baseball hero is going to be? Yeah. Is he going to be yeah. Kurt Schilling now? Yeah. Like Again, I want to need some money from the uh, state of Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an idea for a video game and I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to put some ketchup on my sock. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm going to get on Twitter and have opinions. <laughs> I'm not going to say what kind. Yeah, but they're definitely spoilers. opinions. They're bad. Yes. Yeah, spo- spoilers. Don't follow Kurt Schilling. Don't um, do I don't even know if you can. I feel like Kurt Schilling is like, he's about, he's three days away from like going to parlor or something. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he ends up saving the day for uh, Goob there. Uh, so he, like, again, he used the, uh, instead of using it on himself to see his mom, he puts it on the science fair lady who's, you know, she's either, she's on Coke. They could say coffee all they want, but yeah. boy, that is, uh, um, where he's, she decides she wants to see her wedding day and where you find out that she is married to the crazy, grandpa. Um, the, the crazy grandpa. That you met, that's oh, his clothes are always backward, and he has a smiley face clearly tattooed on the back of his head because yeah. he has that same smiley face in the wedding, and he has it throughout the future segment. So it's a tattoo. That's not like somebody drew on his head. It's a tattoo. <laughs> and these um, are the people who adopt him. Yeah, and they're the ones that adopt him. And then, like you know, you see Franny. Uh, that's going to be his future wife. Uh, she's teaching the frogs how to sing. And because that's what she was doing in the future. And she's uh, immediately smitten with him. Yeah. Uh, because because before he went back, she said, remember, I'm always right. And then uh, his future self says, it's right. She's always right. And so when, she, when she's like, do you think I'm weird? You think I'm weird, don't you? And she's angry. And he's like, no, I think you're right. And she's immediately smitten because he's... <laughs> That that seems that seems like a shady way of protecting the future, like yeah. <laughs> telling him exactly what to say to your past uh, future wife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> manipulating the over. system. Yeah, uh, and so basically, you learn like everyone there is sort of like in some way somebody you met in the future. <laughs> except for Fire Ant Girl. Yeah, except for Fire Ant Girl. You never see her again. Who just um, Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. 
Was the was the Vesuvius kid supposed to? Be? Okay. The weird uncle that is a baby who gets upset when he doesn't have PBJ on his toast, and he's like a grown man that is. It's like it's as if they wanted to, like. Well, we can't have an autistic kid. Disney won't ever let us have that. Well, he's married, too. Yeah, and he's married. But he's, like, he's sucking his thumb and he's throwing a tantrum because he needs PB&J. So this is fast backwards a little, rewind a little bit, uh, where you, uh, uh, (laughs) the food fight scene we were talking about earlier. And so he gets, like, the peanut butter and jelly gun from earlier, but, like, the modern version of it. And it still explodes, but everyone's stoked about it because, hey, it's a uh, a failure. Failure is important. Always keep moving forward. Like, if if it's a success, you don't have anything to learn from. Right. Uh, So keep moving forward, and keep moving forward becomes the major theme throughout the rest of the movie. I did like the keep moving forward thing in the the movie. We're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. uh, so, so yeah, I don't know what that old, what that character was, but that was kind of like problematic. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, everything's good. Uh, he gets the, he gets the name Cornelius, the end of the movie from Bud. Uh, the old grandpa. The, crazy, the, cra- the old grandpa. That's crazy as hell. Uh, and then you end the movie with a quote from Walt Disney that you that has it's a very it's a long quote but sort of explaining how um you know don't dwell on failure we keep moving forward and keep doing all of you know everything and then when it fades the whole quote away it keeps the keep moving forward part of the quote on screen just a little longer and you get the post credits stuff uh yeah it's a sweet movie yeah, I, I I genuinely I liked it. Genuinely I mean, enjoyed the movie. You know, minus points for having a Rob Thomas song in it, but yeah. <laughs> that wasn't three AM. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see who was had. Has anybody done anything significant since uh, um, filmography? So the kid that plays Cornelius. Uh. He was, or not, yeah, Lewis. Uh, Hal, do you know what his other significant role is? I don't. He was Mike TV in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Uh, I didn't know that. So he hasn't done a whole lot. He did something, he did, he's only, of, of he's done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things, and three of them have Wikipedia articles. So, you know, Lori Metcalf was a science lady. Yeah, yeah. who was? What? Lori Metcalf, right? Yes, Lori Metcalf was Lucille Crunklehorn. So she, <laughs> we, you know, Lori, Lori Metcalf is you know obviously yeah. Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Or, Roseanne, yeah. Or I think she's on the show about uh, what's his face from Big Bang. Yeah, yes, she was Sheldon's mom. In, yeah, uh, Big Bang. Uh, uh, and, Angela Bassett, obviously. Uh, yeah. Angela Bassett is the funeral funeral home or orphanage. She's, uh, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, you got Adam West. Tell his mom. Yeah, you got Adam West is like this weird superhero uncle throughout yeah. in the movie. Uh, you got like we said, the uh, director is Bowler Hat Guy. Mm-hmm. Harland Williams is Carl the robot, which we talked nothing about because it's not like the robot in like 
Atlantis. It's just sort of, it's not even really, it's the closest they have to sort of comic relief. Yeah. I, I would say Bowler Hat Guy is genuinely more funny as a character just because the way he's animated and sort of his sort of tendencies throughout the movie is actually pretty funny. Like, it's a very good, like, slapsticky character. So, Who's the voice of Sinatra Frog? Uh, what was it, Frankie? Yeah. Uh, the singing voice of Frankie is Jamie Cullum, an English jazz pop singer. Uh, the actual voice is a char- somebody named... Orion Redson, which is mm. definitely not, uh, doesn't have a Wikipedia. Can we, can we talk about how the frogs are, are the mafia? They're the mafia. They kill a Tor- tinier version of the hat. They lock yeah. it into a trunk. Yeah. The Frankie the Frog snaps his fingers and his two suited uh, g- frog goons slam the sh- uh, trunk on him. And then Bowler uh, Hat Guy says, fishes now. swimming with the fishes now. <laughs> so, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. Tom Kenny was Mr. Willerstein. SpongeBob. Uh, SpongeBob. Uh, let's see. Nathan Greeno is Lefty, the the octopus butler that you never lurch of this Adams right. family. Um, but there's a lot of because he is a like Disney puts a lot of like this person was the creative advisor for Big Hero Six and story artist for Frozen and all that stuff. So yeah, that's the movie. That's the cast. It's great. It's genuinely great. I, like I think it. this movie is a very good movie. I think it's. Um, I think it's. I. It is a surprise. Yeah, I'm surprised I, how much I like. It had a heart. It had heart. I feel. I, I'm kind of bummed out that it's had no staying power because I feel like there's something to it. There's something yeah. that could have like spawned off from it uh, more than what you know, we got, um, there's really not a whole lot to say about the movie. Uh, its original title was a day with Wilbur Robinson. Um, and it started its production in 2004. That was probably too close to lost in space. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, it was, so it started its production in 2004. It was supposed to come out in 2006, but in 2006 is when Lassiter takes over. And as we've talked about in the past, Lasseter, when he took over, sort of um, really took control of a lot of projects. Uh, basically put the Disney Toon Studios out of business. Um, doing all those bad sequels and mediocre sequels and like weird like non-mainline Disney animated films that were coming up in theaters and stuff. Um, and when he saw it, he, he said it needed uh, more the villain wasn't scary enough or threatening enough, which is funny because the villain really doesn't become any more threatening after a rewrite. No. I can't imagine how less threatening the villain was than what was already there. It took them 10 months and 60% of the film was scrapped. Uh, and, uh, and in that one, the dinosaur was supposed to be the sidekick. I uh. think. Uh, or was given a sidekick and a dinosaur chase was added and the ending was changed, it says. So he got a new sidekick, which I'm assuming eventually became the hat. They added a dinosaur chase. I like how they just throw that in there. Like, why? This is too, it's like, it's not like it's 1993. It's not even 2000. It's not even like, you know, when you put out dinosaur, like, it's just, yeah. like, no, it's as if John Lasseter said, there needs to be a, there needs to be a dinosaur in this movie. Like, like that story with, uh, Kevin Smith when he's talking about uh, Tim Burton and the spider. 
yeah, not or the John whatever. Yeah. The the producer who said there needs to be a giant spider in Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Death and Return Superman movie, but what happened? We did Wild Wild West. Yeah, and then giant yeah, spider. then in Wild Wild West, there's a giant spider. Finally, got his giant spider. So yeah, there's not much backstory to this movie. It just it seems like it was pretty smooth. Like oh well, we got to start over, and then we got this, and I. I think this is a rare example where a movie yeah. got started over from almost scratch and came out okay. Is, is, is the other stuff like already like animated? Did he cut out of it or? I, I don't. It's unclear. It sounds like it never got that far. Maybe like because it's it's still. I guess if it started its production in two thousand and four and they changed it in two thousand and six, there must be footage out there of the pre version. If you watch the trailer, some of the voices and stuff are different. And I wonder if some of that footage is the original cut. Like, right. Um, but, yeah. Um, oh, man. That's funny. Okay, so, when this movie came out, when did we... When, we I was going to say, when did we say it came out? We didn't say when coming. it came out. It came out in 2007. It came out in March of 2007. 90-some-odd uh, 90, 90 minutes. It's uh, It feels longer than that, but not in mm-hmm. a negative way. Um. Uh, over 600 real D uh, cinema 3D equipped theaters had the movie, and the 3D version was had a a uh, Chip and Dale short that played for before it, and it was a 3D version. Uh, it was a 3D short that came out in 1953, working for Peanuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. I. It was it was in 3D back in the day, and they just decided, well, we already did a 3D, so let's throw that before Meet the Robinsons, and because <laughs> we're already putting this one out in 3D. So that's that's when like, the 3D craze kicked back up again. Oh, yeah. this one, the 3D craze was in full swing. Kind of full way again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. C- uh, came out uh, on home video in 2007, end of 2007. Uh, it's funny. It's got uh... <laughs> uh, the DVD's audio commentary contains Anderson's narration, narration occasionally interrupted by himself as Bowler Hat Guy. <laughs> I kind of want. I'm, I might track down this one. Yeah. Uh, on video, I, I actually like this one. I might get the 3D Blu-ray version of it. So, apparently, as of January 2008, the DVD has sold four million copies. So. It's been on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a while. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those like, uh, like when Disney first started doing VHS tapes, they chose some of the underperforming ones to put out on VHS first because they're not going to. We're not going to damage the name of Fantasia or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs by putting it out and having it like, you know, either be drugged through the mud because of how poor of a decision uh, this digital. Uh, frontier is or you know lose a bunch of money for re-releases and i feel like it was a similar uh thing with netflix like uh, they can keep meet the robinsons yeah we're not gonna fight them on we're not gonna we're not gonna give you uh you know snow white or anything but you can definitely have uh yeah it's it's like how fantasia 2000 was on netflix but (laughs) yeah yeah. you get you got meet the robinsons fantasia 2000 and bolt bolt uh yeah so um, uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 67% amongst 141 critics with an average rating of 6.3. Uh, 
the site's consensus says that Meet the Robinsons is a visually impressive children's animated film marked by a story of considerable depth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic has it at 61 out of 100 on 27 uh, critical reviews. Uh, it was mostly, mostly positive reviews. Um, it's, and, and I think that's fair. I, I don't, again, a, a seven, I feel like a seven is fair. Yeah. For this. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it, it's, it's exponentially better than everything we've watched recently. It was surprisingly good as well. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, chicken little was terrible. Chicken little was terrible. Home on the range was terrible. It was garbage. It was just the worst. And, and you know, and, and this one. Uh, basically, this starts, like, every from here on out, everything's good. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's bad for the rest of everything here. Um, even Bolt. Bolt is the next one, and that's a good movie. I remember Bolt. I like Bolt. Uh, let's see. The film grossed $25 million on its opening weekend. Uh, but that did not make it the uh, number one movie of the weekend. The number one movie of the weekend was Blades of Glory. <laughs> Which is not up. a good movie, man. No, this is this movie's way better than Blades of Glory. This is like this is like when the, oh Will Ferrell again, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was Will Ferrell and Napoleon Dynamite, right? Yeah. Yeah. John uh, Heater. Yeah, John Heater uh, made 169 million total worldwide, which is. Not great. I don't know what the budget was, but I can't imagine it being much less than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, crazy. <laughs> I'm looking at the soundtrack, and boy, the soundtrack has some. Uh, uh, it, the soundtrack is notable for one thing for me in particular, but we'll get to it in a minute. But we said it's got Rufus Wainwright on it, Rob Thomas, the All American Rejects. <laughs> The Jonas Brothers, and okay. it has it has they might be giants doing a cover of "There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow." Really? And, yeah. And, and, and I believe Danny Elfman's the composer. I believe so too. Yeah. Um, uh, we did not mention this uh, when he's introduced to the future in the movie. They fly over today land. Yes, which I did. Is just which is just Tomorrowland, but modern, and so it has the rocket ships and Space Mountain in it and everything yep. which was very cool and that's probably where uh why there's a great big beautiful tomorrow is yep. on the soundtrack to play into that and now you want to find it yes oh i've already heard that song because i didn't know it was from this i just heard that because i i'm a yep. i'm a fan of they might be giants so i've heard that song before and i was like ah man i'm glad they did this and i didn't know it was from this movie all right nick yes you re- we're ready for our uh, fun game that we always do. Uh, it's Legacy. Nick, was yeah. there a video game? Probably a Game Boy Advance or a, a DS game. Uh, there was definitely uh, a video game. It was on everything. Okay. Uh, there was PlayStation 2, Xbox 360, the Wii, the GameCube, the DS, and PC. And, okay, so this is, this is when the Wii's out now, all right. Yeah, yeah, This, I mean, yeah, 2007. So, uh, yeah, and a separate company did a Game Boy Advance version of it. So, uh, I don't, let's see if it, let's see if it did well. Let's see if anyone cared about it. 
reception. Metacritic. The DS version has a 64, the GameCube, 68, PC, 69, PS2, 67, Wii, 62, Xbox, 65. Uh, so... Not really. That did fine. It's, it's, 60s is perfectly acceptable for a children's licensed video game in the 2000s of any... In the Wii era. Yeah. Uh, particularly in the Wii era. Shovel, the, the shovelware era. Yeah. The GBA one seems to have the lowest score. Like, GameSpot gave the GBA version 4.3 out of 10. Yeah, that was into the GBA life cycle, too. Yeah, the DS is already out. So. Yeah. Uh, X-Play gave it 3 out of 5 stars. Remember X-Play? Sure do. Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. <laughs> then it became Attack of the Show, which... Mm, eh. <laughs> No, I think Attack of the Show was the... Uh, was it separate? Attack of the Show used to be that... It was like the talk show-y kind of... Not talk show, With, it was just What's your face like, on it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Yeah, my dimmer X-Play, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like everyone, uh, for the most part, uh, reprised their role. There's no Tom Selleck, but it does have uh, Adam West and Harland Williams and everyone in it, so... It does not have... Uh, uh, hat guy in it, so I have no idea what the bowler hat guy in it. So I have no idea what the plot of this game is. Storyline. Uh, <laughs> Lewis returns to the past to prepare for his new life. Wilbur arrives back home only to find his house has been invaded by several hundred mini Doris hats. Okay. So, uh, okay, that already tells me what the game is. Yeah. Uh, and they've captured Franny's frogs. So. Yeah, I know, I know what this game is now. Yeah. I know what this game is absolutely now. Gameplay. 40 missions, 6 locations. The player has to build different... There's secret blueprints to build cheat codes. <laughs> there's a breakout-like game called Charge Ball. <laughs> so it's, like, it's one of those mess of the games. That... Yeah. <laughs> You're my kid screaming? Yes. <laughs> no. Happy. No, no, no. Oh, he has, to, he has to go take a bath. That's what. Ah, so an adequate reason for a kid to scream. Yes. <laughs> Nick, was there a sequel? No, there was not. There was not a sequel, but there was going to be a sequel at one point. Uh, Disney Toon Studios, which you've talked about before, especially just in this episode, was uh, working on a sequel titled Meet the Robinsons 2 colon, First Date. Oh, okay, well. That's a good idea, but uh, I get it. Uh, John Lasseter took over and killed all of the sequels, including there was a sequel for Chicken Little and the Aristocats in production. Mm. And refocused on spinoffs and original productions. Good for you, Lasseter. Yeah, well. Well, Good (laughs) for you in that sense. Yeah. (laughs) As a whole. uh, Yeah, not good for you as a whole, but... uh, Although I, although I do realize that right now my personal aesthetic is very John Lasseter. Yes. And that's not... I'm dressed because I'm like, I've got a Hawaiian, Disney Hawaiian-themed Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. I, and, and, okay, listen. We'll, we'll give Lasseter this a broken clock right twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that he was wrong on the important parts <laughs> of being a human being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about theme park stuff? Anything? I feel like there was. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I think. I think at best there was like. I don't even think there was a costumed character. 
If there was, it would have been at Disney World and not Disneyland. It'd just been like the hat. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a hat walking around. The hat walking around. Yeah, I'm typing. Uh, there the was Robinsons. a hat sale. I'm looking at Meet the Robinsons Disney World, and I'm seeing. Oh, oh, that's haunting. Oh no. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. It has, it, it, <laughs> they had costumed characters of Simon Wilbur and Bowler Hat Guy, and the Bowler Hat Guy is a stinking nightmare. Oh man, I do not like that at all. I am going to. Uh, I, oh, can I put this? Can I put this in the chat in our private chat so you can? Oh, I can't. Well, maybe I can. I'll I'll look it up myself, Leslie. I can always you, just yeah. Or I can, I can I can I can share a screen. Okay. Uh, uh, we just want this application share. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, god! Don't like yeah, don't like don't like don't like that. What in the yeah, fresh whoops. hell? Here, here, I'm gonna. I just wanna. I, I, I just wanna. Oh, I wish I could just. Yeah, no, don't like it. Do not like that. Oh uh, man. I'm gonna stop that. Yeah, not a good, not a good. That's, one. Uh, he so, looks like they look. I, they look like the Burger King Kids Club kids, but like in yeah. form. But they also, but and, and to the point. But also, they made a bowler hat guy look like uh, the king, uh, the creepy king that nobody really loves. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No. So that's what was at theme parks. Don't like that. I'm glad that's I not there anymore. Don't care for that. So. I never. Yeah, I never saw any of that. Like I said, usually uh, Disney World. I think you should seek it out next time you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably yeah. awesome. nah. we, we burn those costumes. All right, top movies of two thousand and seven. Oh, think? what? There was Happy Meal. What do you think the number? Well, oh yeah, was there a Happy Meal? That's a good it was. Uh, there really I actually, wasn't there. I actually remember the Happy Meal uh, coming out. Because during the period where uh, I was like, ah, I don't want to eat it's like a big fat so I'll get a half meal from McDonald's. Oh, why did I type Meet the Robinsons twice instead of Meet the Robinsons Happy Meal? And I don't know why. Happy Meal. Oh, man. That's some. Those aren't great. No, they are not. No, they <laughs> are. Is that a Pez dispenser? Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah. those those yeah. half meal toys are like up. Oh, you're at a church rummage cell near you, in Ziploc bag. Yeah, meet Robinson's half meal. Yeah, yeah, boy. Okay, uh, there were toys. I remember toys too. But I toys probably, for every Disney movie. I, I, yeah, I think I remember seeing something in the Disney store. Uh, I don't recall exactly what, but there was something there. All right, so the movies of 2007. I will let you know that one, two, three of them are Disney movies. Okay. Uh, one of them is Ratatouille, right? One of them is definitely Ratatouille. Number one. What do you think number one is? 2007. Tra- transport your mind. Use the mind scanner and try to bring forth your 2007 in your mind. I don't know. 
Pirates of the Caribbean at World's oh, End. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Number two, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That was all right. Number three, Spider-Man 3. Oh, man. (laughs) Number four, Shrek the Third. Never seen Shrek the Third. Never will. Number (laughs) Number five, Transformers. Yeah. It's fine. I think. When did Transformers come out? I think. Did I see that? When did Transformers come out? I, I saw. I for sure saw it in theaters. June 12th. I know I did. June 12th. Because I remember seeing. Oh, July 3rd, 2007. Because I'm like, I'm 100% certain I saw Transformers on 4th of July. Because it went, cause I went straight from Transformers to a barbecue at my uncle's house. That's <laughs> And that was like, and it had me pumped. I like the first Transformers movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It, it, I think the first one more than any subsequent movies until you get to Bumblebee sort of at least understood Transformers a little more. Yeah, it wasn't but... trying to. It wasn't trying to do anything weird. It was just making, doing the best they can with a franchise that is toys design, and the cartoon and comics exist to sell these toys like. You can only do so much. I don't like the aesthetic still. A little but... too much Megan Fox in that movie. Yeah. And, you know, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six, Ratatouille. I like Ratatouille. That's part of the whole, like... Another weird this... hat thing, too. Another Yeah, another hat-based Disney film. Uh, <laughs> um, that was... This was, like, the sort of the climax of the Disney Pixar issues. Yeah. Because this would be around the t- because like D- Pixar was leaving Disney and they were having their fights and all that stuff and Steve Jobs is like I'm not going to go back uh until like there's no there's no business between us as long as Michael Eisner is there. Um you know, eventually things turned out okay and Disney buys when does when does Disney buy Pixar? I feel like it's just before this movie. Steve Jobs is okay for himself. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. Um, Pixar. I'm just want. I just want to know when they got bought out by Disney as a Disney subsidiary. January of two thousand and six. Okay. So. Yeah, shortly before this. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's when... Uh, Ratatouille is kind of forgotten Pixar movie. Because it came out at that time. People, the, the talk about Pixar was about the whole Disney situation. Yeah. Eisner is out by 2005, which helps reconcile things. Uh, so, you know, they buy them in 2006. Um, and, you know, Iger helps set all that stuff up. Um because because also you're at the time of cars you're at the time of disney threatening to just make toy story without pixar yeah. and all that stuff so it was not a good time for pixar uh, yeah. for the most part despite so still, yeah Ratatouille's fine yep uh number 7 i am legend yeah. there are better versions of that of that yeah. story yeah 
Would you? Ra- I mean, like you'd rather watch Omega Man than that. But... <laughs> I I actually like the uh, Vincent Price one. But yeah, Vincent Price one's great. Yep. Uh, number eight, the Simpsons movie. I love the Simpsons movie. It's great. Uh, number nine, National Treasure, Book of Secrets. That's a fine movie. Yeah. And number ten, three hundred. Hell yeah. Uh, I saw that in theaters for sure. Yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm now just looking through the movies, see if there's anything worth really digging into. Fantastic Four came out 2007. Shit did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Chris Evans guy's never going to amount to anything. Never. Nobody likes not, him. Not a, not a darn thing. I'm a thousand percent certain we made the same joke. Uh, yeah. Cinderella well, 3, A Twist in Time came out this year. Oh, good God. Hannibal Rising, that weird uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. Norbit. Norbit came out. Oh, good lord. Was it, uh, I want to see if I was right about this before I say it out loud. Oh! oh. Uh, didn't... Pump, Pumpkinhead Blood Feud came out this year. D- didn't I... Didn't There Will Be Blood or come out down something? Something. I, actually, I know several huge movies. Cause I think like Into the Wild came out or something. Yeah, I think I think Into the Wild, uh, There Will Be Blood. I think No Country came out that year, too. Yeah. Bridge to Terabithia. Ghost Rider. Yeah, I saw that theater. I saw that at the Dollar Theater uh, that year. I like Ghost Rider. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Cam Elliott in it. That's yeah, it character. does. Yeah, it does. He's like, I got one last ride in me, and then he just rides with him. And goes, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to heaven or hell now. Like, what? What, what was the point of that? Uh, 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 Peter Fonda is in it <laughs> as the devil. As the devil. That movie whips butt. <laughs> you know my favorite thing about that movie? That sweet ass action figure that came out at Walmart. Yeah, with with, with, with the motorcycle that like lit up and made sound. Yeah. Oh man, I don't care. I, that movie's way better than it'll ever get credit for. Yeah. Listen, I know I'm I know I'm a Nicolas Cage apologist, uh, but he does a great job. As... I like I like <laughs> the Ghost Rider. I also paid a dollar to see it, so like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've paid more than you to rent it on DVD. So yeah. <laughs> uh, the number twenty three, which you'll remember, is the Jim Carrey sees twenty three and everything. Yep, movie. it's the Michael Jordan story. Yeah, yeah. He, take, he takes everything personally. Reno nine one one Miami, Black Snake Moan, <gasps> Wild Hogs. Oh, good lord! Tim good Allen, night. John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H Macy. Yep, that was the movie that came out. <laughs> oh, one of my favorites, Zodiac. Oh, uh, Ruffalo's in that. Mark Ruffalo and yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is two thousand and seven, so this is Robert Downey Jr. Just before he becomes Iron Man. Yeah, it's like how he's back in pod yeah. form. And it's got Elias Coteus in it, the uh, hmm. Casey Jones from it. Yep. <laughs> uh, 300 came out. It did. Okay, it's, it's 300 Zack Snyder's best movie. Yes. <laughs> Without question. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I like Donna, Watchmen. Watchmen's, Watchmen's a better adaption than 300. For yeah. by sure, and, and Watchmen's great. Loses a lot of the sort of satire by turning into a visual medium. I think. Yep. Um, I think maybe Dawn of the Dead 
That is a good remake. It, it might be, Dead. Yeah, I really like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, so. and, now, and I don't care about anything Zack Snyder does. Yeah. I can't, I can't stress this enough. I yeah. do not care about anything associated with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, I Hey, they're putting out the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League. Don't care. <laughs> See my comment from 10 seconds ago. Yeah. I'm looking at his filmography right now. Uh, Dawn of the Dead was his first film. Uh, yeah. 300, Watchmen, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Oh, I remember that. Sucker Punch, terrible. Ugh. Man of Steel, terrible. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, terrible. Uh, oh no, he's doing an Army of the Dead. I don't know if I want modern Zack Snyder to handle Army of the Dead. I don't know if you ever saw Army of the Dead. but uh, I have not. There's a 2008 movie called Army of the Dead, and it's... Uh, it's something else. <laughs> it's one of those like uh, straight to video UK horror nonsense. Uh, is it, wait, is that the one with like the the undead Nazis? Uh, no, I think these ones are like undead, uh, like uh, oh, like El Dorado, like you know that kind of oh, good lord, okay, Spanish yeah. Spanish gold kind nope. of nonsense. Nope, yeah. nope, and nope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the ultimate man. One more hit. That's dead silence. I actually think that is the uh, <laughs> that is the Nazi zombie one, isn't it? Okay. No, it's dead snow. Dead snow is the Nazi. Dead zombie. snow. Yeah. Dead silence is uh, is a James Wan movie, which I'm always all in for a James Wan movie. Uh, but it looks like it's a it's a murderous ventriloquist dummy movie. Dead silence. Fine. Uh, James Wan, very good at doing absolute nonsense. Uh, he, he's done uh, a ton of uh, the Saw movies. Uh, he did. He was the director of Saw 1, uh, Dead Silence, uh, Insidious, all the Conjuring stuff, uh, Furious, okay. Furious 7, Aquaman. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Here's the I like Aquaman. It was fun. Yeah, Aquaman's fun. I James Wan is a good director, and he can kind of something that should be bad, he can sort of turn into something watchable, like you or know, fun bad. Yeah, because like Saw isn't good, but it's also kind of good, you know, at the same yeah. time. For what it uh, is, yeah, you know, I, Furious Seven's a fantastic movie. The Conjuring movies are better than they have any business being. Yep. Uh, let's see. I think I love my wife. Came out. Chris Rock getting some more. Uh, work. Yeah, that's what he was. The last Mimsy. It's a, uh, it's a weird science fictiony thing. Pride, rain over me. That's the uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, isn't that a nine eleven movie or something? <laughs> Maybe. Rain over me. Ran Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. Yeah, when the Twin Towers went down in 2001, Charlie Feynman lost everything important in his life. Yeah, no thanks. I don't mean Adam Sandler. Tell me that story. One of my one of my dad's all time favorite movies came out in 2007. Shooter. <laughs> With Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg and Michael Pena. Yep. And Danny Glover. 
And yeah. also Elias Katayas. <laughs> Casey well, Jones. You, you said you doubt anything with Mark Wahlberg in it, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, TMNT came out this year. I remember going to see that one in theaters, but I but it started late because uh, the ambulance had to come to pick up a person that passed out uh, and fainted on their way out of the previous showing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Wasn't there like a, a kind of a decent beat em up for the Wii for that? No, GBA. GBA. It is 100% just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game three. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got like experience tree and stuff to it. Too. It's good. It's genuinely great. Like, I like the TMNT movie. It's kind of. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. I like uh, it too. And, and, and there are parts of it that sort of imply that it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. So, And it has a cool Black Betty uh, uh, breakdown in it, too, at one point. Uh, Blades of Glory. We already talked about that. Meet the Robinsons. Jesus. That's. Meet the Robinsons, Blades of Glory, and The Lookout came out the same day. The Lookout was a Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, movie. <laughs> that, that, this is like before he became... Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go do Rise of Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was so funny, his acting in that movie. Like, as Cobra. Yeah, Cobra Commander. Yeah. Oh, man. Grindhouse came out in 2007. Eh. Uh, it's a half a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just, Death, Proof, Death Proof isn't as good as Planet Terror. Yeah. But uh, it also spun off some nonsense, too, because that's where you get... Uh, Machete. Machete, and I think something else, too. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon, movie films for theaters. Uh I- I, I remember them showing the movie in its entirety in like a little thumbnail. Yeah, it was like it was like on. a it was like a one by two pixel running at like the bottom of the screen the whole time. Whole but time. it was the whole movie. Yeah, hey, Disturbia, the uh, Shia LaBeouf movie that's basically Rear Window, but with a guy with, with like a, a house arrest bracelet on his ankle. But not the Rihanna song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pathfinder. Red line, boy, not a whole lot. Hot fuzz, hell yeah, hot fuzz came yeah, out. Yeah, that's the Cornetto trilogy. Ah, one hundred and ten percent. Vacancy, the condemned. Remember the condemned, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sorry about your damn neck. Stack of Dobbs calling Nick. Yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, voicemail you left me when I was in the hospital for three days. <laughs> God damn, son! <laughs> yes, I called JJ. <laughs> Condolences about his neck when he was in there for another illness. Yeah, just it, it doing his Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonation. I have that saved. That is on my Dropbox still to this day. Saved forever. <laughs> uh, it's also got Vinnie Jones and Nathan Jones in it. Remember Nathan Jones? Sure do. The... Oh, Boogaro, whatever it was. Yeah, the Boogaro Beast or whatever. Yeah. He's like, he's like seven foot one, and he sucked. <laughs> he sucked. I, 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 I dodged a bullet because he was supposed to be the Undertaker's tag team partner at WrestleMania 19 that I went to, but they yeah. wrote him out by having him be attacked because, spoiler alert, he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so Undertaker I... fought him 
fit a two-on-one match in one with Limp Bizkit performing his entrance. <laughs> I I went to uh I went to a uh, a SmackDown taping in like the dark match for, for show. It's like yeah. 2007 or so. Yeah. And like it's it's like all right, hey, we got a new guy coming out, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be Ultimo Dragon. He's gonna do a dark match, and it was Nathan Jones, like son of a. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get to see. I 100, percent I 100 percent cannot think of a single Nathan Jones match. Did he ever have one other than the what you saw at this weird house show? And in- uh, you know what? Besides the WrestleMania match, he had. Remember, he was in. He turned heel and he joined like Matt Morgan and Paul Heyman and Brock and Big Show on that yeah. team. It's oh. Team Angle. How long was he in WWE? Because WrestleMania 19 was 2003. Yeah. <laughs> so, this would have been... Okay, so you had... This is what the show is now. Yeah, well, okay, so... I guess I could just go to Nathan Jones's uh, Wikipedia and see what's going on. Here. Because he... So you think about, like, Team Angle was... Okay, so this is like Roger Cena turned face. Yeah. That's like with his first till that. Year it on. says he was in WWE from 2002 to 2003. <laughs> yeah, so I think he was gone right after that Survivor Series. Like he, he was, tapped out. Yeah, he tapped he out was, clean to. Uh, yeah. He will not be named. Yeah, he was originally promoted as a Hannibal Lecter type character on the April 10th, 2003 episode of SmackDown. Jones made his television debut in a match where he defeated Bill Demott. <laughs> yes. You remember his team song was just a didgeridoo, but like an yeah. om- ominous didgeridoo? <laughs> uh, Jones was absent from television for several months until returning in fall of 2003 as a villain yep. known as the Colossus of Bogo Road. Bogo Road. <laughs> yeah. A title referring to his time spent in uh, that Bogo Road goal. Paired with Paul Heyman, so he was... Uh, submitted to an ankle lock, blah, blah, blah. On December 6, 2003, Jones quit the company due to the rigor of the heavy travel schedule while on tour in Australia. So he went home and quit while home. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Beautiful. Listen, anytime you can just stick it to Vince McMahon, we're all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, so that makes me. All of a sudden, I've been around Nathan Jones. In 2008, Jones signed with Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, but nerve damage caused by a cement truck hitting his left arm kept him sidelined for three months, and he never wrestled for the promotion. That's the story I want to hear. (laughs) It does not go into any further detail. (laughs) I I need some backstory. Okay, okay, there is a (laughs) news that had headlined. Oh, come on. Please open. Yes. Giant actor slash wrestler Nathan Jones hit by truck in Bangkok. <laughs> like, it still doesn't answer any questions. No. Uh, sideswiped. That... Sideswiped by a cement truck while jogging in the pre-dawn hours in Bangkok. Whoa. I, that's a little more questions than answers. It does not explain what... Oh, Okay. Uh, let's see, Jones, former that, two years before returning to Australia. Uh, Nathan Jones was killed by Brad Pitt in the 2004 film Troy. Okay, I thought like, oh yeah, he was. He was one of the actors in Troy. Yeah. Uh, 
Whoa. Uh, he played humongous in the 2008 motion picture Asterix at the Olympic Games. Like Asterix and Oblix? <laughs> like the Asterix comic? That's... that's... <laughs> Boy, he's had a career, hasn't he? He sure has. Jones was in Thailand promoting his latest film release, Sumtum, uh, an action movie about a seven-foot-tall docile man who learns Muay Thai <laughs> and, and and then uses his new skills to help solve a case of stolen diamonds. Okay. Uh, that sounds search, awesome. <laughs> search for that movie. Uh, I'm getting food. Uh, One Punch Man, the movie. One, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's bald. Uh, it must have just been like some sort of Sumtum film. It's a 2008 Thai movie starring Nathan Jones. It's 101 minutes. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all that movie is. Okay. Cool. All right. Anyways, that was the Nathan Jones chat. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining uh, yeah. Nathan Jones compendium. Yeah. Kicking it old school. Next came out that... Uh, Nicholas Cage, uh, Julianne Moore, uh, car heist movie. Yeah, what was? That? I or am I thinking of Faster? I think you're thinking of that. It's based on the science fiction short story "The Golden Man" by Philip K. Dick. The uh. film tells the story of Chris Johnson, a small-time magician who has limited precognition. Oh, that's right. He can read. He can see the immediate future. Oh, you know the other Philip K. Dick story. Yeah, the one that nobody else cares. Nobody cares about. It was that's the only. It was the only Paramount Pictures uh, to be co-produced by Revolution Studios until 2017's Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. Nice. I don't know why that's in there. That's not an interesting fact in any way, shape, or form. Sure it is. <laughs> Uh, waitress. I mean, say, boy, Spider Man Three. Yep. Twenty eight weeks later, the uh, sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later. <laughs> which I like. Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. So, I get that. Delta Farce came out. Oh, you remember Delta Farce? Sure do. With Bill Angvall and Larry the Cable Guy and DJ Qualls. Yep, that was a movie. And, some, and somehow Keith David is in it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Boy, just not a lot of great movies came out this year. Shrek no. Third, Pirates of the Caribbean. We got that. Daywatch, Gracie, Knocked Up. That was okay. Like That's it. fine. Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, uh, who knew that uh, Catherine Heigl would be more problematic than Seth Rogen? But yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Brooks, a Kevin Costner movie. Hostel Part Two. Yeah, I never covered uh, that films. I, I, I. I Eli Roth is just the pits as a character. Yeah, he just seems like an icky person, too. Yeah, I, I think the only decent Eli Roth thing is his character in Inglorious Bastards. The Beard You? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he did the uh, Death Wish remake. Yeah. Which is I, uh, Death. I like that he his first movie was Cabin Fever. Yeah. And then in 2016, he remade that movie, but it's the exact same script. It's just a new cast. Yeah. It's the most insane thing that... 
I, I, I like him like when there's like doing like a, a list of ranking of horror films or like great horror yeah. films. Yeah, he knows good on those things. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, he knows. He, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. He just knows what's good at least. He just yeah. can't make the good thing. No, um, but yeah, uh, hate those hostile movies. Ocean's Thirteen, surfs <laughs> up. Uh, remember they made a Surf's Up sequel? Did they? They did. Do you don't remember it? Where it was WWE crossover? Oh, no. Yeah, it, and I think that was... Oh, man, what was it called? It also has a... Uh, uh, crazy, like, who they put into it. It's the direct-to-video sequel called Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania. Oh. <laughs> Uh, starring uh, the wrestlers that are in it are John Cena, Paige, The Undertaker, Triple H, Michael Cole, and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's actually in this animated kids movie. <laughs> so, Wasn't he one of the Scooby Doo ones too? He's, oh yeah, Vince McMahon seems to really like doing that part. That the real carny part of wrestling is his favorite part. Yeah. Uh, Dead or Alive movie. With juggle physics? Uh, I mean, Jamie Presley's in it. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Kevin Nash. <laughs> Fantastic. Somebody else weird is in it, too, and I can't remember. Eric Roberts, but he's in everything. That's yeah. cheap. Uh, I thought there was somebody else, like... Uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, Eagle vs. Shark, which is a Taika Waititi movie, which is... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a good movie. I like that. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, that's the sequel. The sequel. The, and uh... fireworks! Yay! <laughs> uh, boy, what a bummer waste of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna make this movie because we don't want to we lose want... the rights. We lose the rights. And the, the, the Fantastic Four story. <laughs> what if Galactus was a giant gas cloud? Yep, giant poof cloud Galactus. Yep, and there also Jessica Alba is blonde hair, blue eyed now. Yes, the Hispanic Jessica Alba. Yeah, Evan Almighty, the Bruce Almighty mm, sequel. Eh, I like Steve Carell, but mm. yeah, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, that movie sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Ratatouille, Sicko, License to Wed, Transformers, Clubland, Rescue Boy, just... Whew. Hairspray. Yeah, my wife likes hairspray. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, God. God. I know Who Killed Me, which is a movie I absolutely watched because I'm a sucker for that kind of, like, garbage, weird horror stuff. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Simpsons movie. Who's your caddy? Jesus, uh, that that was a weird one. I remember that. The Born Ultimatum. I like those Born movies. I don't care. Is that the one with with Jeremy Renner? No, that would be the Born Legacy. Oh, okay. Bratz the movie. Oh, good lord! Hot Rod. Hot that's, Rod's a very good movie. That's the one with uh, Andy... Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg as the as the stunt driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. 
it, it, I think people are turning around on it finally and starting to discover that, you know what? Hot Rod is actually pretty good. Unlike Underdog, starring Jason Lee and Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Remember like, Underdog? Yeah, I, I was like, wasn't Jason Lee like just kind of like getting roped into this crap? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Rush Hour 3, Skinwalkers, Stardust. <laughs> Starring Claire Danes and Michelle Pfeiffer and Cody Rhodes. I don't Cody. remember. No. <laughs> high School Musical 2. Which some say is the best of the High School Musicals. I wouldn't know. I've actually I never wouldn't seen either, any of them. That's the War on the Street. Super bad. Remember Super bad. How that was one of the biggest movies of the year. Oh. Uh, like, everyone was talking about Super Bad. McLovin. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. the thing. And they got run to the ground. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Uh, uh, resurrecting the Champs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. September Dawn. War. War was cool. That was uh, Jet Li and Jason Statham. Oh, okay. I just bought a six-pack at uh, Walmart. That's uh, <laughs> it's a six-pack of Jason Statham movies. And it's like Crank on, 1, on Crank 2. <laughs> on two on two Blu-rays, and it comes with digital copies of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crank, Crank Two, Transporter Three, War, the like the bank heist, and I can't remember what the other one is, but like eh, that's a fun set. <laughs> I have a weird like every time I watch a Jason Statham movie, I just like in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, my mom's got the hots for Jason Statham. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Balls of Fury came out this year too. Oh, good lord. Halloween. The uh, Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie one. That's a terrible movie. Yeah. Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie has this uh, thing where he likes to make the main characters of his movie look like him. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Myers is not no it is cannot escape that either. No. Nope. <laughs> it's it's not a good. No. no, it's a terrible. The sequel is worse. Halloween two. Rob Zombie's Halloween two is somehow. I've never seen worse. that one. The first like, one. Was yeah. Ugh. Uh, 310 to Yuma. Heck yeah, that's an underrated movie, man. It is. James Mangold directed that. Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Peter Fonda. Yeah, it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake of a, yeah. Yeah. Both are good. Yeah, it's a a really good movie. Uh, The Brothers Solomon, which was not good. Shoot 'em Up with Clive Owen. Yeah, yeah. And Paul Giamatti. Across the Universe, that weird Beatles-themed love story it's, it's fine yeah it's yeah. just fine it was a big movie it's not anymore uh bono was the worst part of it yeah He's... oh man uh d war came out this year which what what did d war dragon wars is uh, no. <laughs> oh man dragon wars that movie was bonkers I think I think mystery uh, not mystery science uh, rift tracks did a thing for that one too. Uh, Eastern promises that's all right. Mister Woodcock not all right. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That was an all right movie. I really really like that movie. Uh, that's a personal on this list so far. That's a personal favorite of mine. I it's really like that. Brad Pitt and who else? Uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah. yeah Sam Shepard. Uh, somebody uh, Jeremy Renner's in it. Hmm. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel is in it uh, yeah. for real this time, oh. and it's got Sam Rockwell in it, which I'm all, I'm always happy to see Sam Rockwell in something. Yeah. 
He's fun. I like Sam Rockwell. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> Dane Cook movie. Ugh. Into the Into the Wild, that uh, Sean Penn movie based on the guy that was incredibly stupid and went into the wilderness by himself and died by eating poisonous berries. Fun. <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, Resident Evil Extinction. I have seen every single Resident Evil movie. AMA. <laughs> the, uh... They only exist so the director can keep giving his wife work. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she'll keep doing them. Yeah. Uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, yeah, Mila Jovovich. The Game Plan, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, the Dejeerling Limited, which is uh, great. Wes Anderson movie. Uh, feel the noise. The Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels had a movie yep. this year. No, yeah. it's <laughs> Ben Stiller movie. Michael Clayton, which is a good movie, but I, I will never see it again. <laughs> just, it's just one of those, yeah. huh? Yeah. Lars and the Real Girl, which actually was a pretty good movie. Sleuth, We Own the Night. Why Did I Get Married? Tyler Perry movie. Yep. 30 Days of Night, which I remember that one. I, I, like I said, oh, 30 Days of Night is not yeah. bad, actually. No. Because it takes the concept of uh, the summer, yeah. the, the winter solstice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a clever. Was it based of a comic? Yes. Yeah, did Josh Hartnett was in it. But yeah, I think yeah. it was based of a comic. Yeah. Gone Baby Gone. Uh, starring Casey Affleck, directed by Ben Affleck. Oh, oh <laughs> like, boy, sign me up. I like uh, I like Casey Affleck. Uh, he's a better actor than his brother. But... I think he's better actor than his brother, and he's just sort of like close enough to. He's 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 the best when he's just playing a guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good at just being a dude. My... I like that movie Manchester by the or whatever the hell what was that Manchester by the Sea or something. I think it was. His... I'll tell you my favorite Casey Affleck thing is that Dunkin' Donuts SNL thing. Yeah. That is my favorite Casey Affleck thing. Yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas 3D re-release. Uh, the Oh, man. Remember the... I forgot about that animated Ten Commandments movie. What? <laughs> Starring Christian Slater and Alfred Molina and Elliot Gould. What the hell? Yeah. Was it like, hey, you were a prince of Egypt for like 20 years ago? Well, guess yeah. what? Yeah. I remember that in theaters. Man, that was crazy. <laughs> Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Sidney Lumet movie starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Dan in Real Life when Steve Carell started doing... I'm going to start doing serious stuff. Yeah. Saw 4. American Gangster, which is a good movie. I like yes, it is. B-Movie. B, everyone, B-Movie came out in 2007 this year. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's And now it's a meme. Now it's a meme. Uh, Fred Claus came out this year. Jesus. The Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti I, movie. I'm positive I've seen Fred Claus. No Country for yeah. Old Men. There it is. That's a great film. Yep. Yes, oh, it is. Very much. Southland Tales came out this year. That's also a pretty good movie. <laughs> Beowulf. Oh, man. Do you remember that Beowulf? The Uncanny Valley Beowulf? The Robert it's Zemeckis? Was it a... Yeah. Right? yeah. Robert Zemeckis yeah. movie where it's CG, but it's like hyper-realistic Angelina Jolie, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Who else I, is in it? Uh, John Malkovich is in it. Anthony Hopkins is in it. Ray Winstone is in it. <laughs> oh, man. That movie was miserable. Mr. Magoria's Wonder... Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. 
but like <laughs> one of the last Heath Ledger things. No, or? that was a, <laughs> that was a different movie. They just uh, have similar titles. Uh, <laughs> this is the Dustin Hoffman movie. Oh, the, like, that, yeah. I think of the Imaginary of Doctor Panassas. Yeah. yeah. Enchanted. Was that the last thing Dustin Hoffman did? You know, you, you don't have to look it up, but it's fine. but no, too late. <laughs> it's too late. Now I'm looking up Dustin Hoffman's filmography. Uh, what was Dustin Hoffman's first movie? Uh, the Tiger Makes Out. Okay, and uh... no, he. Is this TV? What the, yeah, that's TV. Okay. No, he did a lot after that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Panda and all of them. Oh. He's Master Shifu in Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Tale of is, Despero. Is uh, Dustin Hoffman's best work still Hook? Uh, yes. Okay. Just, just confirming. Yeah, just confirming. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of... I was trying to think of a funny follow-up to that with like... A wag the dog being. <laughs> yeah, isn't he uh, one of those uh, problematic guys as well? Is he? I don't know. I've I think him. I think he stuff came. I'm, I'm not. I can't say for sure, but oh. I remember reading that he might be a problematic guy. Oh no! There's his second best movie, Dick Tracy, where he was mumbles. That's right. He was mumble. And, you know, fine. I, oh, okay, Rain Man's okay. Rain Man's okay. Graduate's okay. Yeah. Uh, Tootsie, yeah, Tootsie's right. fine. And, Kramer versus Kramer, okay. And then uh, <laughs> Marathon uh, Man, good. Okay. What's the What's the other one he did? Uh, little Big Man. Little Big Man. Yeah, Little Big Man. But yeah, it's it's Hook. Yeah, Hook. Yeah, it's Hook. Uh, oh, I just saw Hook and uh, Outbreak. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I like Outbreak. Yeah, Outbreak's great. That's a, sphere. That's a, oh man, he was in Sphere. Remember yes, Sphere? Yes, he was. He was sphere. <laughs> Michael Crichton's Sphere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Let's see. Anything okay. else? What? What? Oh, the, the Hitman. The Hitman movie. Yeah. Starring Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> and yes, Hitman is in the video game. He was Agent Forty Seven. Yep. The Mist. <laughs> it's Frank Darabont's The Mist, starring mm. Thomas Jane. Oh, with that fun ending. Yeah. Juno. That was a huge movie. Remember Juno? I do. Um, that was... What's the actress's name? I forget her name. Ellen Page? Ellen Page. Um, she, I kind of like Ellen Page as a person. She's great. She's She stands up for herself and she's got a lot of... Uh, uh, she's, she does a really good job at, like, you know, fighting for the causes she believes in. And they're all yeah. good causes, not in a negative way where it's, like, bad yeah. causes. It's like... Yeah. yeah, and she's okay at Kitty Pride. Yeah, I, she, like, I think she's perfectly fine Kitty Pride. Yeah. Um, uh, she has that... She has the right sort of, like, young look to her to be... Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, she is from the same area our friends Ben and Lisa are from. Yeah, Nova Scotia is where she yeah. was. From, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was also in a video game. She starred yeah. in uh, one of those uh, David Cage unreasonably realistic. Uh, it was the follow up to Heavy Rain Beyond yeah. Two Souls. I feel like it wasn't like a couple video games where they based the character's face off of hers. 
At least that one. Yeah. <laughs> but there probably is another one. Golden Compass came out in 2007. Uh, I never saw it. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Live action mm-hmm. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Jason Lee. <laughs> Again. Here's I Am Legend. The Kite Runner. Uh, you know what? Do you know what the only thing I remember about the Kite Runner being? Hmm. I kept looking for the... Uh, and I look into my mind. I, I kept going to... Uh, uh, warehouse music looking for the King of Kong soundtrack on CD. Uh-huh. And it, was, it was always, they always had fresh stock of the kite runner, but never got in another, like it took like six months until the King of Kong soundtrack showed up. Also, <laughs> holy crap, the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. 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 Going to an actual record store looking for record. Yeah. <laughs> Buying music, eh? Buying music, uh, yeah. Buying new music, eh? New music. <laughs> buying a CD. Nowadays, you know, buying a record is just sort of the only music people buy these days, like physically buy an yeah. actual physical record record. An the vinyl record, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sweeney Todd came out this year. I like Sweeney Todd. That's fine. Walk it's Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Funny as hell. Yeah. That movie's, that movie's that generally funny. <laughs> Get out of here, Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a good movie. Yes, it is. Uh, great cast. It's got a lot of cool cameos and stuff yeah. in it too. It's like, is that Ghostface Killer? <laughs> yeah. What is Wu Tang doing here? <laughs> uh, aliens versus Predator Re- Requiem. Uh, 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 that not to be confused with the weird like Predators that had uh, Adrian Brody. <laughs> Wrecking for a dream. Yeah, the bucket list starring. Uh, Jeff I like Wilson that movie. And Morgan Freeman. That's a good movie. Uh, the Water Horse. Yes, I remember that. There's there movie one. And the or- so that's it. The There Will Be Blood being the biggest movie to wrap out the year with, unless you count the movie The Orphanage, which I've never heard of until now. But it's. A, I'm not. A... Uh, everyone's got a non-Anglo name, so I'm assuming it played at a theater I wouldn't have gone to. Yep. Because um, you're racist. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to go see something starring Belaine Rueda. Yeah. <laughs> this is America, Jack. Yeah. USA. This is the, this is, this is the hat-based future that we live <laughs> in. hat-based future. <laughs> I will tan uh, if I give up my white privilege, Dan. <laughs> Uh, as as always, this has been a good episode. I think yeah. we had fun on this one. I liked I liked this movie. Yeah, it's. Watch, it's... I actually would probably watch this again. Uh, like I said, I might I might buy it. Uh, try to see if I can go to the half price books and find it the three D version. Uh, it's I want to listen. I want to listen to. I want to listen to that commentary track. It's always more fun when we actually like the movie. Yeah, it's sometimes I, it's fun when we hate it, but it's. I think it was. I think it was more fun when we hated the movies in the '40s, because it's so far removed from us, and you're still sort of like. Because uh, the bad movies and most recent bad movies are just bad, cheap, zero effort movies. Like yeah. Then the bad movies in the '40s like have a history and a story behind them, and Walt Disney was still alive and involved in some you're like, you're like how does this get made but now these ones just like the newer bad ones yeah. like like ah. you, underst- you understood the bad ones from the old ones because the war was going on you know or yeah. there was you know there was no money and stuff this is disney this is disney in 2007 
Yeah. So it should be good. You have yeah. no excuse for it not to be good. You've been and, having your asses kicked by like DreamWorks in recent yep. time, and Pixar has proven that they're better at doing what you do. <laughs> so, just let them do it. So let's let them do it. So yeah, but I, uh, it's nice to see that Disney out around here, sort of the fire gets lit under them. Eisner's gone, and Iger has taken over, and Lasseter has taken over this animation studio, and things change dramatically yep. going forward. Um, uh, they don't. They're still not all in on uh, CG yet. Like this movie, like you know, Chicken Little, this movie, and Bolt are all CG. And then Princess and the Frog is standard animation. Uh, but then pretty much everything is going to be CG for the most part, except for Winnie the Pooh from here on out. So yep. um, there's only a couple, there's only two more traditional hand-drawn animation Disney films coming out uh, from this studio going forward. But um, not next week. Next week's Bolt. Which um, I've never seen, but my son yeah. liked it. So, I'll so yeah. So yeah, that'll be funny. Uh, the list is under construction. I've asked Nick to help me out on that. I will, which so, I will do as soon as I uh, log off. Yeah, I will. I will email it to you uh, okay. tonight sometime uh, after I dust off the uh, thumb drive. I have to find it again, but I found it, and I was like, "This is." I have to listen back to previous episodes. This is. I don't like hearing my own voice. Yeah, like, likewise. <laughs> so, I used to do radio. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, at least you only have to listen to the end. At least that's all I'm asking for. Um, it's gonna be hard to find out where the end is uh, because boy, we 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 go places sometimes. We tend to, we tend to ramble. Yes. We tend to ramble. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I uh, this would go above the middle for me. I don't yeah, know where. no, no, no. I, I, yeah, it's yeah. it's probably let's say we were forty seven. You said yeah. I would say it's comfortably in the in the lower lower mid twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say like, you know, somewhere in that, without seeing the list and where everything stands, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four area. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never seen it before. This is one of the only ones that I've never seen before. Uh, and yeah, I, and, and I'm glad I watched. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, it was great. I like I said, probably watch it again. I thought it was, uh, well worth the time. Uh, yep. didn't expect that. I expected it to be okay. So go watch it, folks. Go, yeah, go watch I, it. I, yeah, yeah. This gives me a, this thumbs up from me. Uh, a seven. I mean, if you're gonna scale it or something, like it's sure, That's seven, seven and a half. Like it's it's good. It's not gonna. It's not setting any, uh, you know, the the world on fire. It's not it's, you know setting the tone for anything. Uh, you know, because Ratatouille came out this year. It's still yeah. a better movie than this, but this is still a really good movie. It's got a lot of heart to it, and I yep. like that. I like that it had heart. It, I like it, that it. I like that it didn't. Try, yeah, it didn't try to be. A comedy. It didn't try yeah. to be a kids' movie. It was a very standard Disney fare, but they did it really well. It, it, it had heart to it. It had some not necessarily scary, but like you know what I mean when I say scary, like yeah. real world getting involved with some of the stuff and, and handling it well. And I like I said, I, I really like the villain in this movie. It was me a fun too. villain. Yeah, and it's um, good. It's good. It's a sympathetic villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they made him just so over the top that it made him even when he was like his. Villain, even when he was doing his villainous schemes, he was never threatening. Like it really was like an old cartoon style villain. It's like he's like the, sh- you know, like the Shredder, where it's like he's he's definitely going to get thwarted easily yeah. by the, <laughs> but he's he's putting an effort into it, and he he he, he feels the resolve, but he just can't pull through. On he's also part. kind of a dope. Yeah, but he's also a dope, so yeah. uh, he's not going to be dining on turtle soup. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, great. So, Bolt next week. 
everyone. Thank you for joining us. And hey, have a magical day. And be safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wear a mask. You're not... What are you? You, you, think, you're, you think you're better than Spider-Man? No, <laughs> you're not. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Yeah, mask. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Have a magical day. Bye.